Welcome to the New Nurse Podcast. I'm Nurse Meg. And I'm Nurse M. Hi, Nurse M. Hi over there. I had to do a little solo intro this week. I and no like well last week. Yeah. Um, but did you listen to it? And did you I like did. I loved it. Devo for all of our listeners out there. It and was a great short and sweet actually, little dose of Meg. Well, I loved it. It was a little dose of Meg. Um, but actually, I had already sent you that devotional because I was like, yes. oh, my gosh, Em, this is like every time, guys, that we're like choosing a topic and it's already on our heart. But then like the minute that something else like drops in front of you, it just feels like it's so affirming and like confirming of what we're supposed to be doing. So I was like freaking out. And yes, because we always reach that. Yes. Sorry, Meg. I was just gonna say, like, we always reach that like point where it's like, what the world is gonna be our topic next month? And then like, something just (laughs) sparks interest. And then it just grows. And we're just yeah, like you said, affirmed and confirmed. And yeah, all Jesus, because really, there are a lot of times that Em and I are like, obviously, there's a million great topics out there. Um, but we're always just like, what is it? What is it? What is it? You know what I mean? Like, what is the one that we're supposed to dive into? And you're right. Like every time it just kind of comes to us and we're all, we're normally on the same page. Not always though. Right. Sometimes one of us is yeah, sort of like, of um, I don't fully see it, but like, okay, <laughs> let's go with it. Right. 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 So this month we decided to focus on stories. We're going to be sharing with you um, both our personal stories. Uh, Emma is going to share hers today. And then we also got a chance to sit with, the Lacey Megan, who is of the Empowered Nurses. She does nurse mentorships and she's wonderful and has a super compelling story. We had a great time getting the chance to record with her. So that is going to be coming at you guys in the next couple of weeks. Um, we thought we were going to drop two podcasts last week and ended up not because honestly, in the midst of like doing stories, that's a little bit ironic, but like life was legit happening to both em and i and so <laughs> this one's coming at you on monday yes. morning um i mean i think that that's the way we're gonna do it right em or i'm putting you yeah. on the spot and i don't mean to be putting you on the spot no it's totally fine yeah i think whatever works we'll figure yeah. it out um so thanks for flexing with us guys because we are in the midst of like just real life as well over here um so i'm gonna give you the floor em i know that there are so many nuggets to everybody's story so I'm really interested to hear like which ones you're gonna share with us today yeah I think as I was reflecting and you know I have my little bullet points so that I try and stay on track and keep it um a good little cliff note but it is crazy how much just reflecting and making a timeline of the compelling what you find important parts of your life are and so if nothing else comes from the stories and you think we're just chit chit chattering for no good reason and you know whatever um maybe you wanted some more like deep talks and we'll get there we promise but um if nothing else with these stories I hope that it you know you take time because I know we can say like journal your goals for the day put down what you're proud of for yourself for today like but really like seriously sitting down and writing these things out of your story. I mean, it's brought a lot to the forefront. I'm like, Oh my gosh, yeah, that did happen. So it was just really, um, really inspiring, I guess is what I wanted to say. So I to hopefully that. encourage that. And, to others. I, and I, I probably shouldn't be sharing 
other people's stories, but I know that you're very open with your story. Yeah. So I have gotten a chance to share your story as a source of encouragement to other women as well. And so I think that even though sometimes even um, in the midst of it feeling really like chit chatty, just the topic of like, Oh, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's your story. And that was one of the reasons that the devotional um, last Monday really resonated with me, but like these stories are God given and vitally important. Cause I think so many times we either a don't believe that somebody else has necessarily walked through what we have walked through. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously everything is going to look a little bit different or we get a chance to see somebody and they're in the midst of their victory and we don't always recognize what it is that they've walked through. Um, and so we kind of think like we kind of put people up on a pedestal or just like, come to conclusions about people's lives, right? Like, oh, they're so whatever. And so I doubt that they ever had these struggles. And then when you really hear some of what people's struggles have been, I just think it builds that like sense of community. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, with that being said. Yeah, um, dive in. Yeah. So um, I don't want to harp too much. I've been in this like era um, mini era of my life where I'm like trying really to not focus too much on my past and not in a way that I haven't worked through that and, and dug through it, but in a way that like, I don't want to continue to blame. Like I want to move forward and, um, not continue to use it as like a, as a crutch almost. Um, Mm. so I will say like, I guess to start my story, I'll start with being a kid. I think a lot of our stories start with that. And we all definitely face our own little struggles and trials, whether they were really little or actually little. Um, And my parents are absolutely amazingly hearted individuals. um, But there was strife, um, a lot of strife growing up. Um, It was definitely not easy. um, And I butted heads with my dad a lot. I definitely tried to like, which a lot of people would not initially get off of me. Um, but like, I will go to go to rally with, with, and for my people. So, um, I think that was something that I didn't really realize was abnormal. Um, you know, like I said, totally respect my parents and, and love them. And, um, but we've had a conversation that it's just, it was a tough upbringing, um, for my sister and I. So, I headed into high school and I don't know about everyone else, um, but high school where I was at was a very small high school and it was kind of just quote unquote, like I'm doing the air quotes over here. Like things came easy. Um, I really, really loved sports and I was, I had been told at one um, basketball (laughs) camp at a university that I had attended, the coach said, you know, he'd love to have me on his team. I think I was a junior. I was a junior at this time, like heading into my junior year. And he had said, but you know, she needs to know, like, she's not always just going to be the quickest or she's not just always going to be the fastest on the court. Like things change when you leave high school. And I remember him saying that. And I remember being in high school and being like, okay, buddy, like, sure. (laughs) You know, like I hear you whatever. Um, But it really did hit me in that way. And I'm sure anyone you know, coming out of high school, going into college, like we all had that for sure step of like, whoa, this is the real world. Um, Mm. So that hit me full fledged. I think I was placing, well, I know I was placing way too much importance. um, And I wish I had someone to speak into me. I think that's why I'm so passionate about 
my husband and I now being in, involved in the youth kids at, at churches because I, I didn't really have anyone speaking the importance of my relationship with God into my life at that age. Mm. Um, I didn't have necessarily Christian friends that we spoke about our faith. Um, not to say I didn't have Christian people around me, but not that it was like talked about um, or that it was talked about outside of church. Like you kind of like went to Sunday school and did church and then like you went about your week. Like there was no like, did you pray about it? Or like, did you talk, did you bring this to God? Or there was nothing like that. Or did you do a devotional today? Like, have you spent time alone? Like there just wasn't anything like that. Um, so my importance on sports and success definitely all came crashing down um, in the midst of my senior year when I tore my ACL, which if you're an athlete, you know, it's pretty uh, crippling injury. Um, so I tore it right before my senior season of basketball had started, which is what I ended up playing in college and wanted to play in college. Um, but in the midst of that, which is something that I was reflecting on today, I was like, wow, in the midst of a really tough year, I mean, everything like that was my year to get recruited into a college to find out where can I do nursing and play basketball. Um, and although that was all so terrible and there were so many tears and losing my grandfather was part of that. And I was very, very close to my grandpa, my grandpa. Um, in the midst of that though, with him being sick and having a stroke, I was put into the hospital for my first time. Um, at least, you know, that I would remember. Um, so I had visited my grandpa after his, um, debilitating stroke which he ended up passing from mm. and that was when I first encountered nurses mm, so wow. yeah and I how really honestly you were like I would have been a senior okay a senior, so, in, high a senior in high school gotcha um and I really didn't reflect on that until today like that all together like that was such a dark time but in the midst of that like I found my my career that I really enjoy so um struggled through finding a college. I wanted to be out of the little Pennsylvania mindset. Um, and a few of the colleges had dropped me that I had been recruited to because of my ACL injury. Um, or I didn't get into the nursing program or they didn't have a nursing program. Um, all of those things were really tricky to, to find all correlating. Um, so I got into, I had a, a university in Long Island, New York, um, accept me as long as I would redshirt my first year, which just means you're basically a practice player. Um, in the midst of that, um, I was a redshirt freshman on a college basketball team, division two. Um, and we, it was tough. It was super tough. Um, I was coming into it, like recovering from my ACL. I couldn't even practice the first couple, um, of practices that we had. Um, and I had my coach that was actually trying to like haze me out to try to get me to quit after a while. Um, whether it was because I was just not doing well or exceeding her expectations or she wanted to bring someone else on. Um, she had ended up taking away the money that she promised me for my scholarship um, right after I had like verbally committed and told all the other schools no. Um, so she took away my scholarship and told me that like I can work for it. What? Um, can she do yeah. that? So I hadn't signed papers. She told me over the phone. And at this point, like I had my heart set on going to New York um, and that was just, my mind was made up. Like I wanted to be in New York. I would have been 30 minutes from the beach. I would have been 30 minutes from a 30 minute train ride from Manhattan. And it's just what I wanted. And I could play basketball and I could do nursing and it was just all good until that. So, and for me, I was never really taught finances, like to really appreciate like, Hey, you're going to owe this much. 
<laughs> you know? So it was like, I didn't really have anyone saying like, no, like, you're not going to do that. It doesn't make sense. Wow. Um, so went to the school, found my amazing basketball family. I mean, these girls are what kept me at this university for four years. Um, but my coach, my first coach, when I had um, went to this university, had, I mean, there my my teammates were going into her office to speak on my behalf about how the way she's treating me is not right without me asking them to do this or anything. Like they were going into like she, I would go onto the court and she'd be like, "Em, get off." like she wouldn't even let me like she had me she had it so in her head that she just wanted me to quit um and I pushed through um but at that point the mental just so strong um and there was just no safety within our relationship that I never never excelled I mean I would step on the court and immediately it just would be a head game for me um so just the power in in our minds was something that Mm -hmm. I, I really learned but didn't recognize um, until reflecting about how powerful that was. Um, and I really, I don't know if you've heard that story recently about that, that, um, oh gosh, was it Harvard, the goalie who passed to, uh, committed suicide? Um, um yeah. Yeah. I think it was and, Harvard. I can't remember where though. Uh, what Stanford maybe. Stanford. Oh, I can't remember yeah. Stanford. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just, I'm so happy to hear like my sister just finished, um, playing college basketball at Bloomsburg and, they did have a sports psychologist or therapist or someone on call and that. Um, and I, Oh man, I wish we would have, because that's so powerful. Um, but anyways, so made it through, um, ended up tearing my ACL again, my junior year. I definitely was very lost in college. Um, and then God was like, Oh gosh, help this girl out please. She needs all the help she can get. She is not living well, not the way I want. Um, so he, he dropped a little angel named Adam, who is now my husband. Um, and Adam really saved me in the midst of some really dark times, um, in college and just not doing well in my, um, basketball career and really struggling to balance that with nursing, um, lacking very much sleep, um, and trying to maintain a social life. I mean, we all know nursing, social life and anything else. Like if there's a third, like, it's just not, not possible in, in nursing <laughs> school. Uh-huh. So definitely had some rough patches in college. Adam came sweeping through, um, totally saving the day. Um, he really grounded me, um, brought me back full circle with my faith. Um, and that was my junior year. So end of my junior year. Um, and then I came back for my second ACL. Um, I had torn my meniscus and ACL and came back. And one of my proudest moments of my college career, which might not have been done on game day, but um, I couldn't run all summer and we start, I mean, basketball is one of those sports that you start right away. Like we are there for every holiday. Like you start preseason like before soccer in the spring, like you earn the fall, like you start things right away. Um, and then you go till the end of the year too. Like postseason is all the way through. So I could not run all summer. All I could do is bike and I biked like, what's his name? Is it, is it Armstrong? Like, (laughs) man, I was in planet fitness. You should have seen me, Meg. (laughs) (laughs) I can only imagine. (laughs) So I biked like a lot. I ended up showing up 
um, the first day I could actually be cleared to run by my um, therapist. And I ended up, gosh, I want to say it was like second or third that I got in the mile um, in our time mile run. And people, oh, my coach was mad that I was laughing. People that couldn't run all summer. Oh, she was so mad. But that totally shifted her perspective of me, which Mm. is just crazy. You know, we talk about that a lot. We talk about like not knowing people's stories or coming in at this setting or this scene yeah, um, and then being able to see them from a whole different perspective. And um, so that was a big shift where she kind of developed a soft spot for me, um, but still didn't, I still was too broken mentally um, no matter how much physically I put in the work. And I think that also speaks on behalf of us as nurses um, mm-hmm. to really, you know, take care of that. I always say to my one girlfriend, like one day I was having some silent time with God and I just feel like he was like, dude, there, obviously God is not calling me dude, but um, <laughs> there's a reason that like when you, you can work out really, really hard for so long and develop so much muscle mass and look fabulous, but you have like a week or two of any kind, like you get COVID and you can't work out or you are like just feeling sick and, or nauseous all week. Me last week, you can't move. You're on the couch all week long. All you can keep down is crackers. Like that so quickly fades, but like, as long as you're not getting like an acute encephalopathic, you know, I'm speaking generally here, but like your mind, like you don't just lose that. Mm. Um, and so I think that's something really powerful too, that, that I've learned. So anyways, I graduate, um, my nursing school did not have an ICU curriculum, which I have been livid about. And I keep telling myself I will always write back to them and tell them how it was so poorly decided <laughs> to not have that. Yeah. Um, I haven't yet. So I go also my capstone. Is that what we call them? Like your and you know, you like do this, yeah. like you have to get your certain amount of hours in, right? Yeah. Was in endoscopy. Wow. Like. Really? Yes. So I had done however many hours in endoscopy, which I had zero passion for. Let me tell you, like, I like gut stuff. And I was probably the most interested (laughs) out of the three of us nurses. The other two were like, why on earth are we placed here? Oh Um, my gosh. So went in, got a job at um, the hospital that I wanted in my local area um, as an, uh, well, I see you nurse at a level one trauma center. Um, and man, did I struggle. Like, wow. Um, I have some traumatic stories. And I'm sure that our listeners, if they went through the same thing, even if you didn't, I'm sure you have some like stories that were traumatic that we can now laugh about. Um, but yeah, I had some pretty traumatic stories my, my first six months. Um, Adam really carried me through that. And I ended up actually buying my manager a box of tissues when I left after six months from the ICU. Because I had used so many of his in his office. So I bought him a box to replace it. Oh my god! (laughs) Obviously it's like a joke, but like a thank you. Like, because he was really great. So I stepped down into the IMC world. um, And then I was there for three years. Kind of took on a leadership role. Was like forced into a leadership role because my, my manager, you know, you know those managers that you're like, oh, I hate you for this. But like. I'll thank you later. You know, as a charge nurse, you see much more of the hospital um, and start to understand things in much more depth and appreciate them 
um, than you do just as a staff nurse. So mm-hmm. got to see that role a little bit. Um, and then felt God really strongly pulling me back. Um, a few things had happened and it was totally a God thing. Pull me back into that same ICU where I had been for six months where I was totally hazed and totally made fun of and put on the spot. And yeah, like the, all the same nurses were pretty much there. You know, those nurses that have been there since like the unit opened up basically. Yeah. Um, and step back into that role. And I'm telling you, like, these are the things in life that you look back on. And I'm hoping that our listeners have something to relate this to because it's such an amazing experience is like, and I know Meg, you, you understand this is stepping into a role where, you know, like, I don't have the confidence for this. I don't have what it takes for this because I'm Mm -hmm. too much in my head, but like stepping onto that unit. And it's just like, you don't even, not to say you don't have to try, but just that, you know, God is with you because you made sure before all of this, that this is what he wanted to walk you through again. Uh Um, so I really confidently, I, I did okay. I did great. Um, I had a nurse that's really, really well respected there say, you know, Em, I just think it's so awesome that you could come back to this. Like mm. everyone remembered me, um, you know, everyone knew um, what had happened before pretty much, you know, everyone talks, you know, us nurses and all the womenly hormones chit chat. Um, uh-huh. So I stepped back into that role. I was there for um, two years where we then transitioned in the beginning of the pandemic to the COVID ICU. Um, So we were the primary COVID ICU in our facility um, for a majority of that year and a half initially. And then slowly they started, you know, our ECMO patients would go down into our heart and vascular ICU um, and all that. So, yeah, then I was led into... This travel nurse role, I had some doors closed recently um, that I was really upset about, um, only to find out some new crazy doors are opening for Adam and I. Um, mm. Yeah, maybe some expansion. So <laughs> we are we are very excited. And um, yeah, God's timing of everything has just been crazy. Um, so I hope that kind of gives a good little cliff note of like my story. I feel like I went really quickly through so many years, but um, I know it is crazy because you get a chance to do the cliff note version. But my gosh, when you're like walking out some of those chapters, I'm sure that it was just feeling like what in the world, God, and then you Uh, get through that valley and yeah. You're like okay, and like now we're through it, and yeah. it literally leaves like a page or two in the actual like entirety of the story, and yeah. not nearly as long as what we thought it was going to be. Right. And I think about like the really dark times, you know, like especially in high school that senior year, and like through college, um, before I had met Adam, and they were so dark. You don't think. And everyone call you know, there are certain people that will say, well, religion or faith is a crutch, right? Um, and I think to an extent, it can be. Like a crutch is something very useful. Like if you mm-hmm. really need a crutch, like yeah, of course. you're darn happy you have a crutch. Yeah. Um, so I think we see it in this negative in this negative term, but it those dark times where Jesus wasn't the forefront look and feel and are harbored very differently than those times where they were dark, but Jesus was the forefront. And so I think we reflect 
and obviously our perspective and our lenses change when our priorities change. Um, and we can be grateful for the really hard stuff in the midst of, in the midst of it. Um, and even after it more, more so than, than those times where Jesus was just not our priority or known or known to be our priority. Yeah, it is true. Those, you know, that saying that I love, um, mountaintops are great for views and inspiration, but the real fruit is grown in the valley. Yeah. I think that that's so true for our stories. I mean, I think that's where you get a chance to really know who Jesus is. It typically does not happen in the places of victory, not initially. Do you know what I mean? Like it's because you've walked through the valley and reached the mountaintop with God that you're like, Oh, I trust you more. I understand you more. Like, when do you think that God really started being a priority to you? That you were like seeking him out actively? Yeah. You know, it's really funny. I think the college basketball locker room, um, I always wore a cross and I, and I always knew I was a Christian, but it was just, you know, what was first. I call myself like a casual Christian. Mm. um where everything just kind of flowed ebb and flowed like just it was just fine the way it was but god wasn't really changing it nor was he like helping me decide um he was just there kind of like when i needed him and on my sundays and um i had a a uh teammate tell me that like it's just different like she just really like respects my faith mm-hmm. and i'm like So you mean, like, I didn't say this, but, you know, like, it's something that I'll never forget because I'm like, so you mean without even really trying, I'm, I'm doing this by wearing my cross and I'm really like, what else? Maybe I talked about, about God here and there, but like, it wasn't like a fuel or fire under me. Um, Mm. And I think that was really a turning point for me. Like, well, how much more can I do um, if I really had a, like this passion, this burning relationship and burning passion for God. Um, and so I remember really getting into my devos and my quiet time with God in college at that point. Um, and obviously Adam was really influential in all of that. Um, but I think that really big from casual to crazy Christian for me, um, was, which I didn't really get into was Adam and my, um, separation when we called off our wedding um and then we ended up getting married three months later and so um another valley but one that I reflect on like with so much um just appreciation like Mm. I never have like a negative thought towards that time no matter how dark it was and yeah yeah I I was wondering if you would share that part of your story because I think that knowing that we have a lot of female listeners and I think a lot of people are probably not married, at least 50%, right? Because you kind of come out of college and I think that there's a lot of um, angst sometimes over Mm -hmm. what is going to be one of the biggest decisions of your life. And so for you to mutually call off the engagement, I think it was mutual. Yeah, actually, uh, no. Well, Adam pretty much, pretty much did that. He pretty much walked away. Um, so God did a lot of work in my heart um, during that time, and you know we had no anticipation. This was now. This was um, after college. This was after I had been a nurse for three years. Um, gosh, was it three years? Two or three years at that point. Um, and yeah, no, Adam had walked away. Um, I was working crazy overtime at my PRN job, trying to pay for our wedding. 
and we just lost sight of ourselves and our relationship. Um, That's right. Yeah. It's trying to make that Pinterest wedding. Ladies, don't do it. You don't need a Pinterest wedding. Just do what you guys want. Um, But yeah, I didn't even really get into that. That's so crazy because I guess I just thought, like you said, like, I feel like you and I share our stories so willingly um, because we really appreciate others' stories. So we just like, we know how other stories have helped us. And I think we always want to just share and and be vulnerable because we know if you're with someone that's vulnerable, like how much more does that help you be vulnerable? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, maybe sometime, I mean, I'm keeping an eye on our time here and I feel like that would be, um, a worthy, you know, 20 minute segment all in itself. Yeah. Um, Just because I think that there's a lot of questions on not just in relationships, but like, how do you know? How do you know it's the right guy? How do you know it's the right career path? How do you know? And we've talked about discernment, but um, maybe we maybe we circle back. Yeah. What do you think? Because I feel like there's still a lot of like if I was a listener in my 20s, I would Mm. be like, yes, please go more into learn from. Oh, that was a crazy time. And you're right. That is a story all in itself because I think God did teach me. Sure, you have. Oh, other examples of that too with your story and um yeah he taught me so much that I'm like you just can't like that is a story in itself for yeah. sure you know yeah. what we're gonna we're gonna circle back there then because <laughs> um I want to honor our commitment to trying to keep this thing you yes, know what our 20 minutes we did pretty good going, we did pretty good <laughs> we're going definitely more to like the 30 minute time 30 thing, minute stories I know you guys love M, and I think that the stories are just so valuable that we're given like I said I think it's valuable to be sharing them and some of the um Christian speakers that Em and I both follow I just recently um you're not on Instagram quite as much but they have been very vulnerable especially um, in the last couple of days, very vocal about where they're at in their walks and just with the tiredness and the weariness. And I just think that it's good for us to never think or leave people believing that we are unaware of our flaws and our shortcomings and the ways that we have really grown um, with Jesus and stepped out of maybe just even a very casual position with him mm-hmm. into a, like a place of dependency and truthfully, I don't want to be anywhere other than dependent on God. So um, I just want to say thanks for being really vulnerable and very willing to share your story. It's one of the things that I really love and appreciate about you because you don't walk around with shame. Um, You don't walk around hiding a lot of this stuff. Like Mm -hmm. you are very willing to just put it out there. And if somebody can maybe take some sort of, lesson or whatnot away from it you're like all about it and I adore that about you thanks sweet Meg so everybody thanks for listening in today on our story with M we'll circle back so you get all the rest of like the relationship deets um and you guys have a great week think about your story think about the ways that you I I think M when you started it off of just like even kind of doing a a little bit of like a linear time frame Um, or timeline on how your story has played out is really a great way to be reminded sometimes of just how far you've come. Yeah. Yeah. So all the best to you guys. Have a great week and we will catch you next time. We love you. Bye. Bye.